This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2374. How to Teach a Curious Friend About Financial Independence by A Purple Life of apurplelife.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Welcome back to Optimal Finance Daily, where I'm here with you each and every day reading from some of the world's best finance blogs, with the author's permission, of course. And with that, let's get right to today's article as we optimize your life. How to Teach a Curious Friend About Financial Independence by A Purple Life of apurplelife.com. Throughout the years, dozens of people have asked me to explain financial independence and how I'm retiring at 30. This explanation is usually met with indifference, people are so weird, and possibly them scoffing behind my back. I can only suspect. However, a curious few ask to know more. This leads to me setting up my favorite kind of meeting, a finance chat. Some people just want help reining in their spending and others are interested in how they can also retire as soon as possible. Regardless of how deep into FI they wanna go, I found that there are some constants to all of these interactions that have helped pave the way for more conversation and actual action on their part. Here are my tips for teaching a curious friend about financial independence. Number one, let them come to you. I think this is the biggest one. Finances in the U.S. have the weird distinction of being up there with religion and politics for topics that we don't often discuss. They're taboo. I wish this wasn't the case with finances, but that's our current reality. For that reason, people are sensitive to money talk. Despite feeling extremely lucky that I joined this community, I'm not one to push my agenda on others. However, I'm extremely open about the fact that I'm retiring next year. All my friends and family know this. The only people I've kept this information from are my coworkers for obvious reasons, but even a few of them have found me out. Maybe I should stop yelling at people to actually contribute to their 401k and stop debating the value or lack thereof of cryptocurrency. Anyway, several friends and a few savvy coworkers have come to me and asked for financial advice. Since I let them come to me, I believe they were more open to the idea and waited to talk to me until they were actually prepared to make a change in their lives. Number two, have them come prepared. For these super fun finance chats, I usually schedule an hour at a comfortable place like a coffee shop and ask the person I'm meeting to come prepared. By that, I mean that they need to bring all the relevant financial information we'll need to analyze their situation which usually includes information about how much they're spending and on what. This can be based on mint.com data. Information on what they're making, W-2s are good for this, and any passwords they will need to access this kind of information. The password trick I learned after watching a friend try to figure out various financial institution passwords for 20 minutes, complete waste of time. In order to save time, I also like to bring prepared Excel sheets with easy calculations already in there like how far off you are from retirement based on your spending and income. Easy stuff, but I found that being able to just plug in numbers instead of recreating these sheets while talking to people saves some time. I also usually email them a list of these things to bring as a reminder to make sure they actually follow it. I guess my neurotic project management tendencies are leaking into my real life. And number three, provide gentle encouragement. So you've had the meeting. In the most extreme example, a colleague of mine walked away realizing that if he got his together, 
he could retire in six years at 31. Mind-blowing. He was given a list of things he needed to accomplish to get there, which included canceling the two annuities his father had gifted him. Yes, you heard that right. Putting 100% of his last two paychecks of the year into his Roth 401k to max it out, maxing a traditional IRA, and being more intentional about his spending in case there are areas that reveal themselves as easy to cut. All of this can be overwhelming, which is why after sending someone off with a list of actions to take, I like to provide constant, gentle encouragement. When I see them again, I might ask, for example, how's canceling that annuity going? If they haven't gotten to it yet, I don't berate them or anything. But gentle reminders seem to help keep people on track. Life can be very busy, and it can be hard to prioritize yourself and your finances. So I've found these nudges to be helpful, even though it may take a while for people to make the changes they need to. Conclusion. And that's it. The tips I've found that are most helpful when assisting curious friends with their finances. I know a lot of people in this community practice stealth wealth and are pretty tight-lipped about their journey to financial independence. But I've found that if you're willing to put yourself and your goals out there a little, the people who are genuinely curious or looking for help on this taboo subject will flock to you. You just listened to the post titled How to Teach a Curious Friend About Financial Independence by A Purple Life of apurplelife.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. I've recently tired of telling my story about how I retired from my corporate career at 33 years old. While I agree with the advice here to only share with people who are genuinely interested, I've also been invited to share on larger platforms like CNBC and Good Morning America. The retirement police like to disagree that I'm retired because I still do four hours per week of paid work and I'm not living off of my portfolio. But regardless of our different opinions on what retirement actually is, what bothers me more is how my story has the potential to make others feel inadequate. Retiring at 33 isn't inspiring for multiple reasons. The financially literate know that the only thing I did is spend less than I earned and invested the difference. I optimized on the three largest expenses in anyone's budget, housing, transportation, and food, and I became less materialistic. It's not all that impressive. But the financially illiterate immediately use my story as a reason to feel bad about their own financial situation 
or to justify why they can't do better financially. They'll see that they don't have the same circumstances, preferences, and skills as me. And their conclusion is that this must mean financial freedom is out of reach. What I wish people knew is that the specific details of how I retired at 33 are irrelevant because they aren't repeatable. What is replicable are the basic rules of money. I spent less than I earned. I lived below my means. I got creative and resourceful about getting my needs met. I questioned my relationship with consumerism. I had a very simple investment strategy. I invested time and effort into educating myself about money, and I didn't outsource my financial literacy. Those to me are the main takeaways that get buried when I share the specific numbers of my income and expenses. But I continue to share because I know that I wouldn't be where I am if others before me didn't have the willingness to be misunderstood. If Mr. Money Mustache or JL Collins kept their knowledge about money to themselves, I might still be living paycheck to paycheck. That'll do it for this episode. Have a happy rest of your day, and I'll be back with you again tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.